Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, Book 4. We're a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they seek to change the world, and how the world responds in turn. I am your host and DM, Scott, and you can find me on Twitter at TheScottBlake. Hi, I'm Chris, and you can find me at EwokKiller on Twitter. I play Finnegan Finn Tempest, a tiefling trainer, which is a Skyrend original class supported by the Metalweave Games supplement Baby Beastry. Finn is the trainer of Cerulius, a blue guard drake. Hi, my name is Nate. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the human monk, and I am currently hosting Cade, the demigod of the land in my brain. Hi, I'm Shannon. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Shannon. I play Aranus Gray, the god of rebellion, and I am a half-elf bard. You can also find the show on Twitter at Skyren Podcast, and you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Head on over to find out about bonus chapters, early access, NPC creation, and more. Now then, thank you for joining us, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. Following an illusory Lynn Jarvis into the contract house, you were met with surprisingly little resistance compared to the forces outside the gates. Ogtrop, the recovering lizardfolk guard, was alone in the throne room and offered no physical resistance. But he did try to warn you. Rather than heed his words, you tied him up and had your allies escort him out. In a hallway exiting the throne room, you found a variety of deterrents, including guards, traps, and a set of anti-magic eyes flooding the corridor with their effects. One of your new allies, Squeak, carries one of those same eyes from outside. Through no small amount of blood and violence, you managed to take out the guards. Finnegan, not willing to risk the anti-magic fields, followed Cyril through the floor to a space between the throne room and the levels below. In this space, he was able to weaken one of the traps in the hallway. Cyril, smelling something familiar, found a drop-off into a dark, cavernous space below. The trap doors in the hallway above are meant to drop intruders into this space, including an extremely unlucky ally of yours, Sloane. Though he managed to survive the fall, he quickly discovered that he was not alone. Thinking quickly, Finnegan tied a rope to Cyril and lowered the other end down to Sloane. As he was being lifted up, a massive set of teeth snapped around Sloane's midsection, holding him in the air. The rope is taut, and Sloane's pained cries echo up and through the hallway. From below, the sparkling maw of a dragon holds him in place as a giant eye stares up at Finnegan. What would you like to do? Uh, <clears throat> well, I think the first thing Finnegan's going to do is take a breath and relax, knowing that it's only a dragon. <laughs> um, uh, because unlike every other uh, team member, Finnegan and dragons are... We're good. Um <laughs> So, uh, and you might actually ever even hear him say, 
Oi, but it's only a dragon. Well then, how are you doing down there? <laughs> You're met with a growl and a tug as Sloane cries out. Not- I, 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 let, let my friend go. You, there's no need to eat him. <laughs> what does she say? Uh, does she say anything? She, her, she's got her mouth full. It's rude to talk with your mouth full. Um, <laughs> Uh, you hear a deep growling voice respond back in Draconic, obviously. Dragon, speaking Draconic, and doesn't really care if you understand her or not. And she simply says, Intruders are meant to be dealt with. And at this, Finnegan would switch to Draconic to respect the dragon, realizing that, you know, talking their native language is respectful. And I'm fluent in it. I was going to uh, say, if you're fluent in it, it's respectful. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's pretty much probably all I spoke for a while. And uh, um, let's see now. Oh, so you're, you're working with the, the man who runs this place then? Mm. Hey, Finnegan. Yes. Roll persuasion. Oh, damn it. You're going to make me make a roll. Well, I, I would say diplomacy, but it's not a stat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, persuasion. Mm-hmm. Just with a zero bone. Just got to know how truthful she's going to be with you. I crit. <sighs> I'll do it. Wonderful, wonderful. Because she is—you've given her no reason whatsoever to, you know, care about what you're saying. Um. But I think the combination of you speaking draconic to her certainly helps. And you asking this pointed question, which, you know, coming from someone else may be seen as offensive in her eyes. But, but for some reason, she hears it and wants to defend herself from this accusation. Uh, did you say working with or working for? I said with. Okay. Uh, how does she say this? It is a necessary agreement for now. Who are you? Why do you come to me? I, my name is Finnegan Tempest. I am a friend to creatures and mm. man. And I've come to fight for those who've been oppressed in this town. Well, Mr. Tempest... You have lofty goals. Uh, she tugs slightly at Sloane, who is still screaming out in pain. I know, I know, and I'm trying to maintain calm because I've Finn, dealt with enough. Finn again. Finny, Finn, Finn. I, I am working on it, son. I'm working on it. Oh, friend, I, I have not received your name yet. <laughs> I, might, might you grace me with at least a version of it so I may address you more formally? All of this obviously said draconic, so yeah, she I'm gonna would know that I could pronounce it. Right, right. I'm going to assume you're speaking to her in draconic now, uh, because you said you would. Um, she says, I've been known for centuries as Orizaba the Wise. I, I, Orizaba, might I ask, with the moniker of the wise, and again, I apologize if this is overstepping me bounds, but... Why do you work with this man beyond it being beneficial? You are so much greater than him, and he is such a a rat. 
You could do so much more. Ooh. I know how to make this fun. To regain the strength that Yoru was too weak to provide. Years have been difficult. Friend, may I call you a friend as we start to get to know each other? Because I believe I can help you. Do not expect the same courtesy from me yet, Mr. Tempest. I, I have known many of your kind, and I understand friendship comes slowly. I, I have traveling with me in my party. One who's known to alleviate an ailment that I assume you might be suffering from. Roll another persuasion check. I'll give you advantage because of your uh, first success. Thank you for the advantage, because that's a 16... As opposed to a nine. All right, all right. I do not suffer from this condition nearly as much as I once did. I'd like to tell you a very brief story, if I may. But before I begin, might I ask you to do me the kindness of at least putting my friend down? Hmm. And why should I do that? Call it a gesture of good faith. Uh, the story I'm about to tell you could take a moment, and at the end I'm going to offer you something quite grand, and a gesture of kindness could go a long way in getting it done. He will not survive long once I let him go. Does your friend have enough time for this tale of yours? Uh, I best make it brief then, shall I? <laughs> yeah. She will release Sloane from her teeth, who then swings in the air, and as blood starts pouring out, you know, he cries out, I need help! I, I Sloane, I'm coming out. We'll, we'll take care of you in just a moment, but before I pull you up, I don't want to co- anger the dragon. I say this in common. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sloane does not speak with Draconic. He does not know what you're talking about. Fully code switching back and forth. Now I go back to Draconic. I travel with the new god of, he goes by the name of Rebellion, but the previous went by Chaos, and this man, again telling you in the briefest way, has the ability to fully heal the withering for people who suffer, for creatures who suffer. My own companion who I travel with is a drake, and she was quite overwhelmed with it, and now she roams the land at my side, completely healed. I understand you're probably serving this vile rat that we're here to fight, because he's promised you that he can help you, and he may have helped you to a degree, but I can guarantee you that if you simply stay where you are, let my friend who's dangling from this rope go, that when we get to you, Arnis will do his best to free you from the withering. You hear an anger in her voice now, as she says, A god! The gods abandoned us. We have sought refuge elsewhere. We have found strength elsewhere. Tell your god I do not wish to receive his help. Oh, friend, you're about to make a choice. Granted, you've got your free will, and I, I understand your frustration with the gods. I've served Yoru. I'm a child of Agnitoi. I have met, I'm not met, but I have known the worst and the best of all of the gods. And this 
new God. I've watched them do more for the good of true people on this planet, in this place, than any God I've ever known. So before you make a final decision, I ask, is it really worth the risk of having a God as an enemy? Or can you just sit still for a few moments and let us pass through and do what we must do? Hmm. If you have so much faith in this God of yours, send him down to me so I may judge him myself. Aye, well, we'll make our way to you, no doubt. Um, but his temperament is going to rely largely on the well-being of my friend dangling from this rope, so might I bring him up? Uh, roll one more persuasion. No more advantage this time. I figured. Yeah. It, you could not have known that Orizaba was not a fan of gods. Yeah, that's a two. I will allow you no more further grace than I have shown, Mr. Tempest. And with that, she reaches up a claw, reaches up a hand, easily big enough to grab Sloane full body, and just snips the rope. Catches Sloan and just brings him down to the ground. We'll be waiting for you. I swear, by the chains of Agni Toy, if that boy is not well when we return, you will be dealing not just with the wrath of a god, but mine too. Make sure you'll make intelligent choices between here and now, dragon. <laughs> <laughs> This friend of yours is hardly a meal for me. I will do nothing further to them. Mm. But their ultimate fate is in your hands. Aye. That is an honorable decision. And I will convey that to Arnis, and we'll make our way to you as quickly as I can. Mm -hmm. To be clear, she wasn't saying this out of fear, that your threat... You yeah, can't no, I'm tell totally if it got through or anything, but just, just like, uh, no. <laughs> no, but I can spin it. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, you um, absolutely yeah. can. You absolutely can. Um, anything else, Finnegan, that you would like to say to Urizaba the Wise? No, except for to write down her name. <laughs> okay. O-R-I-Z-A-B-A. -A. Let me find a place to write it in my notes. Meanwhile, just above... This space, Darwin, Arnis, gathered allies. You could hear a dragon roaring and speaking in Draconic. So if, if any of you know Draconic, you certainly heard her half of the conversation. I don't know how well you would have heard Finnegan's, but she is certainly loud enough that her voice carried. Nope. Nope. No Draconic here. Okay. Um, rar, 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 dragon. <laughs> no, I mean, you could tell it was language. Like of, you just yeah. lots of rars. <laughs> you can recognize that a language is being spoken and not just lots of roaring. But wow, that is scary. Maybe I don't know. That's something. But you're up here in this trapped hallway. You've got the dead guards. You've got some wounded friends. What are you doing up here? Uh, trying to figure out how to get down the hallway to where Darwin is. <laughs> just, just avoid the traps. Is all. Uh, then yeah, let's let's do that. Let's avoid the traps. <laughs> Worked for me. I know. Darvin just ran. <laughs> Fucking monks. 
All right. <clears throat> Anyways, if you want to get across without tripping any of these traps, you can make a perception roll for me. Oh, God. Okay. Every step isn't trapped. Darwin just happened to not care and ran. And he also didn't know. Ooh. Oh. 25. <laughs> okay, yeah. You're what? able to... You're able to pick your way past where the darts are. You're able to pick your way past the the crushing pillar area. And you make it to right before where the uh, the trap door is. That would drop you down into where apparently a dragon is. And having found a safe path, your allies can follow you. So you don't need to worry about them making all these rolls as well. They certainly knew where not to step because they had seen people get hurt. But they were able to follow you through. At least to that point. I mean, is your goal just to get to where Darwin is? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Unless I can see an obvious other goal. Um, but No, no, no. <laughs> just one more perception check to avoid the traps here that would trip the trap door. Because okay. you couldn't well, see it from all the way on the other side of the hallway. It's the only reason I'm not giving it to you straight out. Clearly I'm, you know, I've, I've mm-hmm. done my high roll for the night. Darvin, you're already on the other side of these trap doors. They're only about five feet wide, you know? Yep, I've done my high roll. So if anybody falls, you could be there to catch them if you want to. Okay, Or yes. to lend a hand. I will be ready to lend a hand. Just want to put that out there in case Arnus slips. Um, I got a 13. Arnus slips. Yeah. Arnus, you're, you're moving forward, making your way through this hall, and... Darvin's right there. These dead bodies are right there. Sam, Carolina, they're right here. And then you hear a chink, and you're like, fuck. Uh, the trap door opens, and you're about to fall down through it. Mm. Darvin, you can make a quick... Uh, you can make a quick athletics check to try to catch Arnis. if yeah, you want. Yeah, I do. All right. But I, gotta, but I gotta warn you, Arnis, this isn't my strength. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Ooh, I got an eleven. Shit. Oh, Sorry, damn. really not my strength. Um, it's all right. It was my crappy roll and mine. You can catch Arnis, but you're gonna be pulled down with him. It's up to you. Yeah, I mean, I can. Yeah, why not? Okay. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, I can run up, right? Probably. I, you could, you can run up walls. Yes, yeah, you certainly so can. So I might as well go down there with you, since I could probably get out. It's it's a long fall. Uh, you're not going to land where Finnegan's at. You're going to land where the dragon's at. Not that well, you would have a way of knowing that. But here, you reach out and instinctively grab Aranus's arm, but the weight throws you off balance, and you start falling down too. And it's at that moment that Carolina leaps forward and attempts to grab you around the ankles. <laughs> uh Oh my god, we're all going into this fucking hole. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would say Sam, who is stronger, but he got his ass handed to him a minute ago, and he's still catching his breath. She catches you by the ankles, and she slams her waist down onto this opening and is just barely holding on, as there's a nice little chain now of Carolina, Darvin, she grabbed one of your ankles. She's good. not grabbing the sword. That seems like a wise decision. <laughs> Sharp thinking. Uh, that is why this is a very precarious 
position here because she can only grab you by the one ankle and you're being dangled by a leg in this hole. And Aranis, you are hanging from Darwin. Darwin looking down. Darwin, do you have any sort of dark vision? Nope. In which case, looking down, all you can see is just a faint sparkle somewhere deep down this drop-off. Arnis, if you were to look down, you would see the same. And at this moment, Finnegan, those trapdoors opened up again. And there's Arnis and Darvin dangling. <laughs> what do you guys want to do? Well, I can look up and see this, like, daisy chain we've got going here, right? Yeah. Carolina is obviously straining to hold the weight of the two of you. Um, she says, hurry, get up here. I, how, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Or do something. I mean, you know, her immediate thought is climb back up. But if you've got another option. I, I really, anyone got a potion of flying? (laughs) Not me. I don't. No. But you know what I can do? No. I can polymorph. (laughs) I can polymorph. (laughs) Wait a minute. Wait. Wait. I don't have a player's handbook. Hang on. Polymorph. Somebody see if I can polymorph into a fucking bird. (laughs) I'm pretty sure you can. Just a moment. I'm opening things up. Here. I'll start trying to go to it, too. Uh, last for the duration which is concentration up to an hour any beast whose challenge rating is equal to or less than your level so yeah you could turn into a fucking bird Uh, the game statistics including mental ability scores are replaced by the statistics of the chosen beast it retains its alignment and personality Um, limited in actions can perform by the nature of the new form can't speak cast spells or take any other action that requires hands or speech you'd still be you you would just be a bird-brained you okay crap i don't really want to leave darvin here it's okay i can figure out how to get back up all right you'll be probably it'll be much easier when he's not holding on to the weight of a bard yeah i suppose that's true okay so then that yeah that's what i want to do okay i want to tell darvin what i'm doing first (laughs) probably a good idea Darwin, I'm going to polymorph into a bird. (laughs) Don't freak out. Smart. (laughs) What kind of bird? Penguin. Uh, (laughs) No, I I think that's not going to end well. I think the the bird we've seen the most is an owl, so I'm just going to turn into an owl. Okay. Let me see. Let me see if I have any stats handy for an owl. Yeah, D&D does indeed have an owl. Challenge rating of zero. You have one hit point. (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm going to polymorph. I'm going to come out of it as soon as I'm on solid ground. You have advantage on wisdom, perception checks that rely on hearing or sight. Uh, You do have dark vision. So as you turn into this owl, what color are your feathers? The last time... uh, I don't... uh... I don't know. I, I I would imagine myself as sort of like a, like a tawny owl, kind of like the you know little cute multicolored owl, like browns okay. and whites and tans and stuff. As you turn into this owl and take to the air, if you look down, you can certainly see 
the scaly hide of a dragon. You can see the sparkles. Very big creature down there. Uh, but yeah, if you just want to fly back up into that trapped hallway, go right ahead. Um, as I see, as I see this animal, like the, I'm sorry, as I see the dragon, mm-hmm. I uh, Arnis goes, "Holy shit!" And it probably just sounds like a big screech <laughs> from the owl. <laughs> Holy shit! Sorry, Boo. it's your pun time, not mine. Arnis? What? Was there anything else? No, I just want to be on ground. Okay, so you're going to go back up into the hallway, not stay down here where Finn's at? No, I'm not, I'm not staying down here. All right, you fly back up. Safe and solid ground. You can stay an owl for up to an hour if you wish. Uh, no, as soon as I'm on the side of the trapdoor where Darwin was, I'm going to mm. polymorph back. Okay. Uh, do you want to help Darwin get up? Uh, yeah. Okay. As soon as I mark off the spell slot, so I don't forget. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Darvin, with assistance from Carolina and from Arnis, you can roll athletics with advantage. Try to climb back up, swing your weight back up, and up, up you go. Okay, one second. Mm-hmm. Got a 13. Ooh. Hmm. I mean, it's going to be ugly, but I think with two pairs of hands pulling you back out, it... Yeah, they're not letting go. Neither of them. Arnis isn't particularly strong. Carolina's a little bit stronger, but I think it's just, this is several minutes of struggling and like <laughs> getting a foot up. Uh, uh. Cut that part out of the montage. <laughs> <laughs> Montages are highlight reel only. <laughs> we cut yep. that out of the movie version. This is a part where we don't look cool. Don't let audiences see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't have an official chronicler here to write it down, so it's whatever you tell other people happened. Yep. I always figure I that's also Uranus. Yep. <laughs> I'm not telling him that part. Uh, Javier's watching. Squeak is watching. You got witnesses. Hey, guys. Okay, okay. You're back up. Darvin, as you get pulled back up and out of the trap door, the trap door immediately shuts itself again. Because there's no longer any weight on it. And now you're both at the other end of the hallway. You're fine. Your allies will be especially careful. They will go ahead and take the 10, 15 minutes to just like tap every part of the floor to make sure they're not tripping things. They've already seen bad things happen. Yup. Finnegan, below the ground, you saw your friends dangle for a little bit. That was scary. Arnest turned into an owl, but they're back up now. What do you and Cyril want to do? Um, the end of this cave is a wall or is there a door? Well, this space, it's not, not a cave because it's definitely a constructed space in between the floors. It continues on for a ways past where the end of the hallway would be. And it looks like it branches out a bit. I'm, we joked before starting that this is like an HVAC system. Got but it. yeah, it actually is kind of like that. Like This does allow for air circulation. It does allow for maintenance of things like traps. It was probably just originally like a dead space in between the floors. Like they want a fancy ceiling in the room below you, or, you know, they had to have a pipe for the toilets or something, you know. But also, hey, if you're making traps, you need a place to go and work on them. Is the trap floor, is that like permanently open or does it open and close? It opens and closes. Okay. It just shut after Darwin got pulled back out. All right. 
could Cyril climb her way up to the floor above us? Cyril doesn't have a climb speed. No, she doesn't. But does have claws. Well, how tall is the space we're in? It's not incredibly tall. You know, it's not meant to be a room. It's just enough space to, you know, serve as its little air circulation corridor as a maintenance shaft type thing. If she wanted to, yeah, with some time, she could probably climb back up and start scraping away at the ground and burst through if that's how you want to do it. Yeah, I think that's that's what I want to do. Okay. So Cyril, Cyril grabs onto the wall, hoists her weight up a little bit, and gets to the ceiling of this room and the floor of the hallway and starts tearing into those bricks, just tearing into that stone. In fairly short order, because she has a burrow speed, is able to make a hole big enough for herself to pass through. And Darwin, Arnis, assorted allies, Cyril is digging a hole back up through this end of the hallway. Oh. And you see her stick her snout up through. What up, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> um, anybody gonna help her out? Oh, she can climb up. She oh, okay. see, if she looks like she needs help, sure. But I assumed that because she had a burrow well, speed, she didn't so need my help. She gets out and then a dark reddish hand holding the end of a rope floats up through the hole that she uh, just climbed out of as I used a mage hand to send up a rope. And I say, can somebody help me out? Or I say, oh, can somebody help me out of this hole? <laughs> All you had to do was say something, buddy. <laughs> I hand Cyril the rope. No, I, I'm just kidding. I don't do that. Um. <laughs> all right. All right. There's a rope. There's plenty of people. You're able to help Finnegan back up. There's yeah. plenty of hands here if this is how we want to do it. Okay. So you're at the end of this hallway. The anti-magic eyes uh, are broken, except for the one Squeak carries. What do you want to do? You're all together again. First thing that Finnegan's going to do is convey the Cliff's Notes version of the conversation I had with the dragon to, uh, to the team. And, you know, that there's just a very large dragon underneath the building. Mm -hmm. And has one of your allies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that too. <laughs> but, uh, you know, first thing we got to do is deal with the other side of this door. Yeah. Sam asks... Are you sure Sloane's going to be okay while we're busy up here? The dragon seemed to indicate that while she wouldn't be helping him, she'd not be doing anything worse. So as long as we can move quickly, I think that we can at least begin a process to try and get Sloane help. Okay. All right. Is everybody on board with that? I mean... <sighs> I mean... We could go down the hole now and deal with it first, if you like. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't particularly want to leave him down there, but at the same time, I feel like, you know, we've got a rock and a hard place because either way we're likely to die. And so, um, he'll be useless in a fight if we go get him now. Do you want to risk not finishing what we started? I mean, yeah, for really, yeah, the choice is, is between... Do we save one guy and maybe get killed in the process? Or do we save a whole town and maybe get killed in the process? And like, 
I am worried about the guy. Of course I'm worried about the guy. But it would be selfish to go after the guy and not try to save the town first. Yep. I see it. Okay. This is your party. Let's get it moving. All right. Is there a, there's a door? Yeah, there's a closed door right in front of you. I want to check it for traps. A smart move. Please check. Darvin, we should check this for traps. <laughs> Everything else in this room has been trapped. Finn. Finn, also, we should check this for traps. Uh, Everyone should check this door for traps. While they're doing that, I'm going to. Uh, do I want to spend the spell slot? No, I'm not going to because there's enough magic in here. It's not going to help. But I'm going to look for any sort of like arcane, like runes or anything that might indicate that there's magical traps. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. So those of you who want to look for a physical trap, a mechanical type trap on the door, you can roll perception or investigation. Cause there definitely is a focused act here. <laughs> Sorry. Finnegan, finish. Finnegan looking for runes and other magical traps. I think that's going to have to be investigation. Oh, okay. I thought it was arcana, but I can go with our investigation. I, I mean, arcana would be understanding what you find. Got it. Got it. Okay. Which is fine. The stats the same. Okay, cool. For me, it's the same. So I mean, if you find it, I'll let you know what it is, but you have to find it first. I got there. a 24 on my investigation. Okay. Arnest Darvin. Oh, I crit. <laughs> I got a 12. All right. Darvin, there's just too many heads looking at that door right now. You couldn't get a good peek in. Just like they're behind Aranus and Finnegan, who are examining this door very closely. And yes, Aranus and Finnegan, you both find something. Aranus, you're checking this door out, and it is most assuredly trapped. And it is designed to go off as soon as you try to open this door. There are mechanical elements to it. But Finnegan, what you find is that there are also runes etched into part of the door frame that would magically seal the door if it's tripped and possibly set off some sort of effect. You can't tell specifically what type of effect it is, but something that would affect at least this area immediately in front of the door and potentially throughout the hallway. All right. I convey this to the team. Mm -hmm. So there is both a magical effect and a mechanical effect trapping this door. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. You could potentially use Arcana to disable the magical portion of it. And then if you have some thieves tools, that'd be a good way to disable the mechanical portion of it. Failing that, it would I got it. be like a, a dex check. Would Dispel Magic get rid of it? Yeah, Dispel Magic would definitely undo, or at least suppress, any magical part of this trap for a so while. Finnegan takes a moment. And he kind of tightens the buckles on his outfit, making sure everything's set and ready. And he says, Oi, so here's the plan. I'm going to cast a spell to get rid of the magic on the door. And then we're all going to step back as far as we can, as safe as we can. You know, I'm going to use the mage hand. And I'm going to open the door from a distance. So whatever mechanical thing that would go off, goes off and doesn't hurt us. Okay. Sounds good. Unless there's any objection to that. Just don't step onto those trap doors. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's that. <laughs> you'll, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Okay. So, oh, I think I actually have a description. I've been going through and trying to write descriptions for how I cast some of my spells, and I don't know if I got to dispel magic yet. 
No, I do not. Okay. Mm-hmm. So for this, which doesn't have a ritual, but it's verbal and semantic, I think, let me look it up because I want to see if it has a range or not or what the range is. I know it sure it have of some. Mage hand? Uh, no, of dispel magic. Oh, dispel magic. I just want to flavor what this spell casting looks like. I don't want to just be like, I cast dispel magic. That mm, seems that's like. Right. That's right. It's 120 feet. Cool. So Jesus. we all step back as far as we safely can to not fall in the trap door. And I kind of step to the front of the group, which is very rare because I'm a glass cannon. You don't see me do this often. And Cyril kind of, she pads up and like crouches right in front of me. And she's so large that she like, she comes up to like the middle of my chest. She's so big, like a little half wall, if you will. I rest one hand on her head and then kind of like hustling her hair if she was a toddler. And had hair. <laughs> yeah. Absentmindedly, as I, I take out my wand and I hold it kind of aloft, like pointed toward the door and at kind of downward angle, spinning it in semicircles. And I start chanting a very short phrase in draconic that just is simply dispel. It's just like literally this word over and over again. And then after a few kind of spins, flick my wrist at it and this little tiny, very, very small ball of little green light just hits the door. Okay. There you go. There's your flavor. Mmm. <laughs> Tasty. The green washes over the door and you see it absorb into the frame and just as its effect takes place. Uh, and the magical portion is gone. Perfect. And then I hold out my open hand that doesn't have the wand in it and I say, um, Manibus. And my hand glows with that like same red glow that you saw earlier. Like the mage hand is floating over it. And then it just kind of moves forward from where my hand is toward the door handle, opens it and pulls it towards us or does whatever the door is going to do. Mm-hmm. The mage hand attempts to open the open door. The door. Yes. Okay. As soon as the mage hand attempts to open the door, there's a loud chunk sound. As the door on the other end of the hallway is triggered and slams shut. And you could kind of see it from here through the mage hand, but this like spike comes out of the door handle. It would have jabbed a real hand that was there, but magic hand, you're fine. And the chunk also locks the door. The trap's been tripped, but the door is now locked. The door is not locked. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the door made out of? Door. Is it wood? <laughs> is, it stone? is it stone? Is it wood? Is it diamond? What is it? What is it made diamond out of? Diamond door. Jeez. Let's see. This is a door leading into a vault room. So it's it's not a metal door. It's still a wooden door, fairly thick from the looks of it. But it does have a lot of metal like straps and rivets across it to help reinforce the door. Uh, is anyone in the group good with locks? Nope. Oh, we got rid of them. <laughs> um, Wait, well, I guess, it, I guess it comes to me then again. Um, if you want, the only ally I think who would offer, who could offer any assistance with a lock would be Carolina. She's yeah, but she would probably just like try to cut the door open before she tries sticking a claw in there to unlock something, especially after seeing a needle poke out and 
stab the magic hand. Well, they always say when it comes to magic, if you don't use it, you might as well die anyway. So I walk across the open field where we were all standing, and I lay my open left hand over the lock, and in Draconic I say, Potenibus, which is Latin for unlock, and I cast knock. Ah, knock, knock, knock. Which, let's just go ahead and read this real fast. You're going to tell me it doesn't work. Well, choose an object that you can see within range. The object can be a door, box, chest, set of manacles, padlock, or another object that contains a mundane or magical means that prevents access. And a target that is held shut by a mundane lock or that is stuck or barred becomes unlocked, unstuck, or unbarred. If the object has multiple locks, only one of them is unlocked. And if you choose a target that is shut with arcane lock... That spell is suppressed for 10 minutes, during which time the target can be open and shut normally. When you cast a spell, a loud knock audible from as far away as 300 feet emanates from the object. <laughs> which I think is just the best part of it. It is the best part. <laughs> There's no subtly casting this spell. So you cast this spell, and the door does unlock, but it sounds like Orizaba herself reached up and just banged on the door and emanates throughout the contract house. Everybody knows that something just happened here. <laughs> this is very loud, but effective. And with the door now open, I gesture for the rest of the group to follow through the door. Because <laughs> I'm not going first. <laughs> Squishy. Alright, who's going in? Oh, I, I guess it's me. I think it is too. <laughs> Bards make great tanks. Well, I think I think at this point, Darwin and I are, are tied for AC, so... That's true. We could sneak in together. Okay. Heading in through this door, you enter into a short hallway that then opens up into a larger room. There's 15, 20 feet of hallway here. And as you walk through it and reach this more vast open space, not exactly vast, but a larger open space. Not as big as the throne room. Oh, there's also another door on the other side of this room. Like if you were just to keep walking straight, there'd be another door that goes out. Mm -hmm. You find yourselves in the counting room. Immediately to your right, there are two sets of bars that run parallel to one another. In between them is an ancient maple wood desk covered in leather-bound ledgers, small stacks of coins, quills, a few loose papers, and on the other side of the second set of bars is the vault room itself. There are piles of coins and bars of precious metal. At the desk is Lynn Jarvis. It's not the same illusory Lynn Jarvis you've been following prior. Definitely appears to be solid. He puts down his pen. Brushes himself off a little bit. Just gives a little... Down the front of his shirt. <sighs> Decided to come see me yourself then. Yes, unlike some people, I prefer to do all my business in person. Look, I'm a very busy man. Sometimes I can't do it myself in person. I'm 
Has everybody else followed Arnis in to this area? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's just there are a set of bars separating you from Lynn Jarvis at the moment. There's a door in those bars. It is shut, of course. There's a door in the set of bars behind him. That is shut, of course, as well. Well, I had already received your response from outside the contract house, and your presence here tells me that you've ignored all other common sense. I hope that the lives of those citizens and those... those who would join you, I hope the sacrifice that they make is worth whatever it is you want to do here today. You mean taking down the guy who fancies himself the ruler of this town while literally stealing all of the money from the town? You mean that? Because that sounds pretty worth it to me. If you mean the man who has kept this town running after the gods failed us and left folks to die? You have people starving in the streets. I don't want to hear any of your bullshit about how you saved this town. It's bullshit. You didn't save this town. You hoarded wealth for yourself and you stole it from the people that are begging at the gates. While you are here in your nice little, well, I don't have another term for it, but gilded cage. <laughs> like, what are you, what are you hiding from, Lynn? I'm not hiding. I'm a busy man. There's money You're to in be a hole. Care. You're in a hole. You're literally in a hole. How are you doing business from a hole? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it makes me laugh. I realize he can make illusions of himself and like that's how he goes out and does things. I, I do understand that. Like mm -hmm. I, I do I do get it. I just try to make a point. <laughs> my time and my focus is better spent here, dealing with the problems at hand, and then letting others take care of business out there. When I need to, I join them in a manner of my choosing. But there's so much to be done here. I can't begin to tell you what it has, what it has taken to provide for people knowing that the gods can and will fail us when things really go bad. I, I'm, I'm, conf I'm confused. I, I, I am genuinely confused at how the gods ruined your town. Please explain this to me, because I know that everybody was hit with the withering. I know mm -hmm. that it was terrible. I am under no illusion. But please, please explain to me how what you're doing is helping fill a gap. I'm just, I'm confused. <laughs> when the withering began, everyone turned to the gods for salvation. None of them responded. They hid. They were like mm, selfish children. <laughs> they were like selfish children, protecting themselves while others suffered. We need to be ready for when the next Arnis comes along and brings this down upon us again. If you're to die and this happens again, what do we do? If another god dies and this happens again, what do we do? The gods didn't have an answer. 
took it upon myself to find one. Oh, I, I'm I'm sorry. Were you were you done? Because, <laughs> because do I need to say more? Yeah. No, no, no. You've said quite enough. Thank you very much. Okay. You, <laughs> you complain about the gods hiding like mm-hmm. selfish children, and all I see in front of me is a man hiding like a selfish child. You are taking everything for yourself. It is the most selfish thing I have ever seen. And you're claiming that it's for the good of the town when you wouldn't have beggars at the gates if you cared about the good of the town. Additionally, just one other thing. You claim that all the Mm -hmm. gods were hiding. They were not. That is not a thing. So you can claim it all you want, but I know they were not. I witnessed gods helping people. And you don't have to believe me. And I don't care if you do. Mm-hmm. But you don't get to claim that they all hid like selfish children. If they weren't hiding, then where were they? Where was Adaris? Where was Agni Tai? Where was Yoru? The only one who showed his face was Coram. And that wasn't to provide answers. It was to put us down. Frankly, if the only response is to kill the patient, we don't need the gods. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Thanks again to all of our Patreon patrons for your support. If you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash Podcast and pick out a level that's right for you. Before we go, I'd like to give special thanks to everyone at the $5 and up tiers. At the $5 city council level, thank you, Shannon DeMello. At the $10 mayor level, thank you, Christopher DeMello. At the $15 governor level, thank you, Paul Calicott, Phoenix Bryan, and Sierra Jones. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyren Podcast. You can join our Discord server, or you can email us at skyrenpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrenpodcast.com. As always, thanks to Daryl Barnes for creating our theme music. You can find them on Twitter at Daryl Barnes underscore. We also want to thank the talented at Gabby underscore Desu on Twitter for our fantastic podcast art. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on Seasons of Skyrend.